Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Are you ready to change your life in the next 30 minutes? It's time for Power in a Half Hour with Coach Mark. Get your notebooks ready. He's about to go in. Five. Four, three, two, one. Coach Mark, let's go. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. This is Coach Mark, and you're listening to Power in a Half Hour. In the next 30 minutes, we're going to learn the tips, tricks, and techniques of the rich and the super successful. I hope you guys are ready. We have an amazing show today, all right? So the quote that I'm going to start today's show with is, whatever you can do or dream you can, begin it. Boldness has genius, power, and magic in it begin it now and not just begin it now begin it right now all right and that quote is from johann wolfgang von goethe the title of today's show is start where you are start where you are all right don't try to get somewhere to start start exactly right where you are i want to thank you guys for listening i want to remind you if you ever want to go back and re-listen to any of my old shows you can listen to the live call-in versions of them at www.powerhh.com that's www.powerhh.com if we're not friends on facebook look for me on facebook my name on facebook is mark star m-a-r-k S-T-A-R-R. There's a few different Mark Star accounts, so make sure you find the right one, okay? It also says Mark Todd, okay? Um, if you're not a part of our Power and a Half Hour Facebook group, go ahead and send a request, and we'll go ahead and add you to that, okay? Um, I have a daily message service. For those of you that are in the United States, it's going to be international very, 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 very soon, maybe in the next few weeks. But for those of you that are in the United States and would like to get the messages, all you have to do is text BBD to 411247, all right? And don't forget, if you have not received my book yet, you can go download it for free at www.repeataftermebook.com. I guarantee if you read it and apply what you learn, it will change your life. Okay, are you guys ready? Profile number one, John Templeton. Now, Sir John Templeton was an American-born British stock investor. He was born in Tennessee and attended Yale University. John started his Wall Street career in 1938, and he would go on to create some of the world's largest and most successful international investment funds. John would take the strategy of buy low, sell high to the max, as he would pick nations, industries, and companies hitting rock bottom. He called this points of maximum pessimism. Let me repeat that. He called this points of maximum pessimism. Now, when war began in Europe in 1939, listen to what this guy did. It was absolutely genius. John borrowed $10,000 to buy 100 shares each in 104 companies selling at a dollar per share or less, including 34 companies that were in bankruptcy. Only four of the 104 companies turned out to be worthless, and he ended up turning a large profit on the ones when the American industry 
picked up as a result of World War II. John became a billionaire by pioneering the use of globally diversified mutual funds. Goes back to what I always say, right? Everybody was afraid. Everybody was scared. Everybody thinks the worst time to start a business is during uh, a down economy, during a recession, uh, during a depression. That is the absolutely best time to do anything because everybody's afraid. You always want to take action when everybody's afraid. And you want to sit on the sidelines when everybody's spending money like it's going out of style. Because I can tell you, whenever you see that, that's when you know the economy is about to go down. Now, he established his Templeton Growth Fund in 1954 and was one of the first to invest in Japan in the middle of the 1960s when their economy was doing horrible. $10,000 invested in his Templeton Growth Fund Class A in 1954 would have grown to $2 million by 1992. This man's whole career was just betting simple, simple philosophy. All he did was bet in areas where everybody was running away from. Did he lose sometimes? Probably so. Did he turn a billionaire? Absolutely did. Now, in 1999, Money Magazine called him arguably the greatest global stock picker of the century. All this man did was just bet where everybody else wasn't going. Now, as well as being one of the greatest investors, John was also known as a very generous philanthropist. During his lifetime, John gave away over $1 billion to charitable causes. Profile number two. Darubi Ambani. Now, Durubai was the son of a school teacher in a remote village in India. He was raised in very frugal living conditions, and from a very early age, he was aware that his family was very poor because of his father's low income and the family's large expenses. Due to the fact that his father became ill and impoverished living conditions of his family, he had to give up his education and begin working. Now, while at school, his father called him home and told him that because he was so sick, he couldn't work anymore and he couldn't afford to pay for his schooling. He told him that he would need to come back home and earn for the family. His father arranged for him to get a job at Aden, which was one of the largest transcontinental trading firms in the country. Now, while at Aden, he was a clerk and he was able to completely learn the business. Durabai learned the ways of commodity trading, high seas purchase and sales, marketing and distribution, currency trading, and money management. This goes to show you, and I say this all the time, if you're in a job, there's something that you can learn from your job that you can take with you that will help lead to your ultimate success. Now, Durabai wanted to to start trading himself but had no money, so he decided that in order to learn the tricks of the trade, he would work for free at a trading company. Let me repeat that. Because this guy wanted to learn, right? He saw opportunity, but he didn't have any money. But he said, you know what? This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go and work for free from them. That's the best education, I see so many people spending, and I'm not an advocate against college because I went to college, right? But you learn the most by working for free for someone that's already successful in the area that you want to go into. Now, at this company, he learned accounting, bookkeeping, 
preparing shipping papers and documents, and dealing with banks and insurance companies. All of these skills would come in handy when he launched his own trading company a decade later in Bombay, India. Now, at the boarding house where he lived, he devoted his nights to mastering English grammar, essay writing, and current affairs. He devoured all sorts of books, magazines, and journals, the passengers arriving from various European and Indian ports left in the ship and at the offices of various shipping agents. That's what he spent his free time doing. When he wasn't working, he was reading. He was reading, trying to improve his English. He was reading. Now, after he learned the basics of commodities training, he began trading himself. Now, although he did not have enough money to start trading, he borrowed as much as he could from friends and shop owners with the terms that no one had ever offered them. Profits we share and the losses will be all mine became his motto. He soon moved back to his home. This is when he started dreaming about one day owning his own refinery. Why he was a petrol pump attendant. This man was a gas attendant. But he had big dreams. He knew that one day he would have his own refinery. Broke gas attendant. Now in 1958, Durabai went to Bombay with little money in his pocket and no connections with his wife and son and lived in a two-room tenement building. Now he took the little savings that he had and launched himself as a trader in spice, setting up an office under the name of Reliance Commercial Corporation. All that his office had was a table, two chairs, a writing pad, a pen, and a pitcher for storing drinking water and a few glasses to drink the water out of. Now, the office had no phone, so he'd have to pay his, to use his next-door neighbor's phone every time he needed to use the phone. I see so many people always talk about, man, I don't have this. I don't have this big office. I don't have this big restaurant that I want to start. Right. And come up with all the reasons, all the excuses why they can't start doing what it is that they want. All this man had was a little office, a little table, probably two pens. <laughs> right. And a writing pad. And that was his start. Now, he would then move on to trading yarn and then eventually into setting up his own textile factory. Over the years, as Reliance grew to become one of the biggest companies in India, they would diversify into other sectors such as telecommunications, information technology, energy, power, retail, textiles, infrastructure services, capital markets, and logistics. Durabai started out with absolutely nothing and grew his company into the most profitable company in India and the second largest publicly traded company in India. As of 2014, the company was ranked 114 on the Forbes Global 500 list of the world's largest corporations. His family is one of the richest families in the world with a combined family fortune of 60 billion with a B dollars. Here it is. This man started out with absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Work for free for a little while. People acting like working for free will kill you. No, it won't. Not if you work for the right people and you learn the right things. This man worked for absolutely free, started with absolutely nothing, and his family's worth over $60 billion. Now, Durabai was an amazing man that was able to create something amazing because he had the ability to dream and dream big. Now, here are 12 of his inspiring quotes that he lived by, which helped him to fuel his success. 
Number one, if you don't build your dreams, someone else will hire you to help them build theirs. Now, I don't know if this was his quote, but I guess since he's worth $60 billion, he could claim it, right? Now, how much of our lives have we spent building someone else's dreams because we were afraid to take a risk and live ours? We only get one opportunity to live life. We need to make sure that we don't waste another day. Number two, think big, think fast, and think ahead. Ideas are no one's monopoly. Now, there might be people out there that have way more money than you, right? But we all have a brain. We all get phenomenal ideas. And the ones that succeed and continue to succeed are the ones that continue moving forward and put action into the ideas that we have, that they have. Now, it doesn't cost us any more money to think big or fast. So why not expand your dreams even bigger? And once you do that, dream even bigger and keep going even bigger and bigger. And always remember, when we receive an amazing idea, we aren't the only ones that has that same idea. Now, if we don't take action, someone else will. Now, let me ask you guys something. How many times have you come up with something great, slept on the idea, and a few months or years later, you see someone else making millions, if not billions of dollars with your idea? The only action that most people will take is to the corner store to buy a lottery ticket. Now, I'm not talking bad against the lottery because I bought two last week, but I said I'm only going to buy one or two, right? But most people, that's the only action that they will take. Now, we got to do better than that because chances are we aren't going to win that. Number three, if if you're born poor, it's not your fault. But if you die poor, it's your fault. Now, in the last year, how many people have we studied that started out with absolutely nothing and have been able to create massive wealth? Now, what are the reasons that people love to use as to why they aren't as successful as they want to be? Number one, they always say, I was born poor. So was this guy Durabai. How many guys have I talked about over the last year? year and a half, that were born with absolutely nothing, that was able to create massive amounts of wealth. Next excuse or reason that they use, I'm from another country. How many people have I talked about from another country? I think last week, no, two weeks ago, I talked about Lowell Hawthorne, the guy that owns Golden Crust Bakery, came here from Jamaica with no money. Now it's worth over $100 million. Saeed Khan came to America with no money. From India. Now he owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. This guy's yacht is worth like what, two, three hundred million? He's worth over four billion dollars, came here with no money, was a dishwasher. Jan Coombe came here at age 16, couldn't even speak the language. Him and his mom lived in public housing. They lived on welfare. He created WhatsApp. He's now worth nine billion dollars. Sergey Brin came here from Russia, one of the founders of Google, worth $34 billion. Elon Musk came to, he wanted, always wanted to come to America. He couldn't even come to America first. He, went to, he had to go to Canada first before he could come to America. Went to Canada, Canada with absolutely no money. I think he had like $60 in his pocket when he went to Canada. Went with no money. 
Now he owns SpaceX. Now he owns Tesla. He was one of the founders of PayPal, worth $13 billion. We can't use that excuse now. Next excuse, I'm a minority. Guy named Robert Smith, richest African-American man in America, worth $2.5 billion. You can't use that excuse anymore. I'm a woman. We all know Oprah Winfrey, richest African-American in America. Started out dirt poor with absolutely nothing. We can't use that excuse anymore. If all of those people can do it, why can't you and I? Number four, our dreams have to be bigger, our ambitions higher, our commitment deeper, and our efforts greater. Now, we have to continually strive for excellence. Whenever you think you've dreamed as big as you can, dream bigger. Whenever you feel that you've committed as much as you can, commit just a little bit more. When you think you've given it all that you can, dig deeper and give it just a little bit more. Number five, you do not require an invitation to make profits. Now, if you're waiting for an invitation to be successful, quit waiting and invite yourself. Number six, pursue your goals even in the face of difficulties and convert adversaries, adversities into opportunities. Now, the only thing life gives to everyone is difficulties. Let me repeat that. The only thing that life gives to everyone, I don't care who you are, is difficulties. No one, and I mean no one, that is alive and currently living is exempt from problems. As a matter of fact, the more money that you have and the more successful you are, the more problems that you'll have. When it comes to problems and difficulties, we have two options. We can either allow them to get us down or we can decide to learn from them. We always have to remember that if we can't handle the small problems that come to us at whatever level that we're at, we will never get a chance to go to the next level where there are bigger problems. So many people I know want to get to the next level, want to get to the next level, but are always complaining about the problems that they have on the level that they're at. It's almost a blessing that they don't make it to the next level because you have to be able to handle the issues that are on this level, whatever level you're at. If you can't handle the problems on this level and you go to the next level, you're doomed for failure. That's why you see so many of these athletes and these rock stars, you know, they end up becoming really successful really quick and they're not able to manage all that and they end up either going broke they go crazy, they get on drugs, they kill them, they do all this crazy stuff because they just weren't ready for it. One of the things that I always prayed for is that, you know what, I don't ever want to have a massive level of success until I'm ready for it. Number seven, meeting the deadline is not good enough. Beating the deadline is my expectation. Now, below average people always miss the deadline. Average people procrastinate and just barely meet the deadline. And people that excel always beat the deadline. Now, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be straight up. I'm a procrastinator. But 2016, I'm going to work hard. I don't want every single person listening to this to commit to working hard that we're not just going to meet the deadline anymore. We're going to beat the deadline. 
That is definitely an area, as much of the areas that I excel in, that is definitely an area that I need improvement in. And I know most people do as well. I'll probably do a show on that coming up very soon. Number eight, we cannot change our rulers, but we can change the way they rule us. Now, this quote is more applicable to someone that lives under a monarchy or an oligarchy. Now, what I'll say is that super successful people aren't controlled by who is in office. Yes, certain political parties may help them more than others, but they always find a way to succeed regardless of which party is in control. You think if I care if Donald Trump gets in the White House or any of these other clowns get into the White House? No. It doesn't matter. Because if you know what you're doing, you're going to be able to take advantage of opportunity at any time. It doesn't matter who's in the White House. I'm not sitting around waiting for any, anybody in the White House to help me. I know what I need to do to go ahead and to be successful. Number nine, only when you dream it, you can do it. Remember this. You can't go anywhere that you haven't first been in your mind. If you're in Florida, you can't go to New York until you first think about going to New York and then make plans to go to New York, then actually take action and get in your car and drive to New York. Number 10, challenge negative forces with hope, self-confidence, and conviction. I believe that ambition and initiative will ultimately triumph. Now, when you're faced with negativity, If you add more negativity to it, you can only get more negativity. Number 11, if you work with determination and with perfection, success will follow. You cannot become and stay successful without an attitude of determination. You got to have that attitude that you're not going to quit no matter what. No matter what. It doesn't matter what they throw at you. You are not going to quit. That's determination. Not when things are going good. Everybody can stay in it when things are going good. But can you stay in it when things are going bad, when when you're about to lose everything? If you truly believe in what it is that you're doing, are you going to stick with it? Now, when you're determined, you know that you will be successful and you refuse to quit because you know what you're destined for. You know what your destiny is. Number 12. He says, true entrepreneurship comes only from risk-taking. And I will add that success only comes from risk-taking. Now, the biggest obstacle that most people face that stands in between them and the success that they want to achieve is themselves and their failure to act. It is all of the excuses that they are telling themselves as to why right now isn't the best time to get started. Now, a few days ago, I was walking to the gym. And I overheard a conversation between two men that were talking right behind me. The first man was talking about a business that he wanted to start. The second man proceeded to tell him why now wasn't a good time to get started. Now, I wanted to turn around and ask that first guy, if now wasn't a good time, then when did he suggest for the man to start the business? Now, it doesn't always seem like the ones that are telling us not to start something are usually ones that have nothing going on. Nine times out of ten, The people that have no experience and have never done anything worthwhile themselves, they're the ones that want to try to tell us what to do. They're like the armchair quarterback or the Monday morning coach that wants to always talk about what he or she would have done differently. These people usually prefer prefer to talk than to put their own ideas into action. 
They want to tell everybody else what to do, but they're never, ever taking action themselves. Now, the one quality that everyone that is successful shares is that they all take action. You cannot become successful if you're afraid to get started. Now, the best time to have start anything is always yesterday. The second best time to start anything is not just today, but right now. I don't care what is going on 95% of the time right now. I'll probably say 99% of the time right now is the best time to start anything. So let's look at some of the reasons why people don't ever get started. Number one, people are not clear about exactly what they want or what they want to do. Most people that are creative thinkers often get flooded with many great ideas. As soon as we decide to start one thing, another great idea comes to mind. And then we postpone the first one. We end up continuing the cycle over and over and over again. Usually this is a stall tactic. We do this when we're not clear about exactly what we want or what we're really afraid to do or when we're really afraid to take action. I just had another conversation with someone that I mentor, and every time I talk to this person, he has a new idea of something that he's going to do, right? And then he'll come up under the guise of he's got to do this idea to fund the previous idea. And then the following week when I talk to him, he's got to do a new idea to fund the first idea. And it's just a continual cycle. Number two, they are afraid of hard work. Anything worth having is going to require an extreme amount of work. Some people realize this and they're afraid to commit. They're afraid of the commitment and dedication required to make their dreams come true. We have to remember that it takes most people many years to become an overnight success. We usually don't see all the work that is put in. So so we think that they really blew up overnight, but that's really the case. They put in a lot of hard work to get to where they're at. Number three. We are afraid of what people may say. Let me tell you something. If you do something, people are going to have something to say. If you do nothing, people are going to have something to say. Some people will call you crazy, delusional, and obsessive. They say the very same things. They said the very same things about everyone that accomplished something really great, such as Steve Jobs, Walt Disney, Henry Ford, Albert Einstein, and Thomas Edison. Most people won't understand why you're working hard without any guarantee of success. You just have to remember that with great risk comes great reward. So don't waste your time explaining yourself to others. Number four, people say they don't know how to start. It's easy for most people to say they don't know what to do. The only thing you have to know how to do is the first step. Complete the first action. If you do not know what your first step is, then your first step should be to use Google and YouTube to gather more information. The one thing that I can assure you is that anything that you want to do, there is someone that has either done it already or doing something similar. And if you look hard enough in books and are on the Internet, you could find out exactly what they did and how they did it and what you need to do. Okay, okay. Well, that's all I have for you on today's show. want to remind you, if you want to go back and re-listen, you can go to www.powerhh.com. If we're not friends on Facebook, find me on Facebook. I'm also on Instagram and Twitter. My name on there is at Coach Mark Speaks. That's at C-O-A-C-H-M-A-R-K-S-P-E-A-K-S. All right. Um, share this with three friends. I know you have three friends that should have heard this message today. 
right? And you're like, wow, I wish so-and-so would have heard this, right? It would have really helped transform their lives. Make sure you share it with them, okay? Tell them about the station that you're listening to this show on or wherever you're listening to it, tell them about it, be a great friend, and make sure you share it with them, all right? And the quote that I'd like to end today's show with is, you don't have to be great to get started, but you have to get started to be great. Let me say that again. You don't have to be great to get started, but you do have to start if you ever want to be great. And each and every single one of you that's listening is great. So go ahead and get started. Thank you. And until next show. Thanks for listening to Power in a Half Hour with Coach Mark. To listen or re-listen, go to powerinahalfhour.com. Follow Coach Mark on Instagram and Twitter at Coach Mark Speaks. Find Coach Mark on Facebook by searching for Mark Star. Like our Facebook fan page, Power in a Half Hour, and join our Power in a Half Hour Facebook group. See you next week. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.